What's up, everybody? Welcome to the solo edition of the Angry Man on the Side Show. I am my coming peace, and my cousin, Alan Shock, who is usually with me, won't be able to make it. He's moving, or in the process of moving, so his internet is not hooked up yet. And also, it's just a lot of stuff they gotta move, so over the next few days, he'll be too busy to get the show out on time. So hopefully this is the only time I will be doing this show alone. Um, really don't know how this is going to turn out. A solo show, to me, uh, can only be successful from someone that's directly in the industry because they can go in depth with their opinions or um, the, the different things that they may know based on their knowledge of everything like if someone was to talk about, uh, let's just say, latest Borderlands um, DLC, if someone was to talk about that from a standpoint of a developer, they could actually talk about it for a while, explaining the different processes of going through all these, or how, even though the content was available a while ago, why it wasn't, or why exactly, it wasn't released with the game and things like that. So, from a perspective of a gamer, it's just allowing you guys to come into our world and fit into this, the, the different discussions that we have. I don't know how long this may be. I thought it will be a, a regular length because, again, it's only I, so there's no conversation going on with anyone. But I just uh, basically go over the news with you guys, uh, tell you a little bit of what I think about each different part, uh, tell you what I've been playing, uh, and, and pretty much that'll be the end of the show. So, uh, basically, uh, I started out with a plan <laughs> a couple weeks ago where I would get to play all my games, and I was saying how White Knight Chronicles actually helped me out a lot with that because they actually have time limits for the quest, so it keeps, helps you keep track of time better. But, <laughs> it's depending on what, what you're trying to accomplish in that game, you'll still lose track of time, because uh, it's, it's, it really is a great game. Again, the single player portion of the game is mediocre, but, like I said in my review, I, I feel it's only mediocre because it's more like a prequel that you're playing through so you can get to the main part of the game which starts after you beat the single player game. So for everyone out there who has beaten the single player game, um, just want to give you a couple warnings. When you start your new game plus, you keep everything except the key items. So you do have to go back through the game and give them the key items to progress like getting the camera, take pictures, and, and the past, and all of that stuff when you get to the little moving city. But also, when you start a new game, your map is completely restarted. So all the quests that you have so far, you can't do anymore until you get back to that point in the game. So, let's say, when, when you start the game, you, you still have all the quests that you purchased. So you don't have to rebuy them, but you have to progress through the game again to get to the certain point where you unlock that area, the 
request, isn't it? So that's the little warning for anyone who doesn't feel like doing all that again. But when you do start a new game plus, all the well not all the tests, but the majority of the tests now have uh gill rank seven and gill rank eight weapons and armor. So that's um a really good incentive to actually do the new game plus and again I, I, I've been flying through it kind of quickly it, it seems that the um majority of, of what took so long to complete the game was watching all the cutscenes because I'm just flying through it right now because I'm skipping all the cutscenes since I already know what's going to happen and it's just really not tedious or anything like that so I'd suggest that uh, if you do plan on putting some time in this game on the online portion, since it does get extremely hard, you do want to go ahead and, and, and do the new game plus, just so you can get all those um, that all that extra armor and weapons, because you will need it. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. But um, also for those that uh, one might may hate the fact that you will not get any experience points. <laughs> um, if, if you gain levels to this game, your, your experience points that you get from enemies drops. So at this point, since you've beaten the game, depending on what level you're on, you really won't get any experience points for the first, maybe first 25% of going through the game again. So that's just another warning for anyone who feels like Okay, it's a waste of time for that. But again, I stress if you plan on spending time with the meat of this game, which is uh, playing online and, and building your kill rank for these extra quests, you will want to do that new game plus. So, I've been playing White Knight Chronicles, obviously. Um, I've been playing Madden 10. Um, a friend let me know about the Ultimate Team mode. And to be honest with you, to me, it's it's maybe added another week to Madden's lifespan. <laughs> uh, the reason that, what it is basically, or the way he explained it to me, made me think of it as a, a Yu-Gi-Oh type of game where you get these Madden cards where they're essentially players. So the cards are players, uh, the stadiums, playbooks, contracts, coaches, and contract extensions. So, I was messing with him, uh, calling him a real, he's just trying to sugarcoat it. He's really playing Yu-Gi-Oh, a football version of Yu-Gi-Oh, but you actually play the game. So, I, I mean, to be honest, I think it would have been better if they would have kept it as like a football version of Yu-Gi-Oh, because otherwise, to me, you might as well just start a season or something like that and just instead of having teams already made, go through the little, I forgot the name of it, but go through the part where they just start with all different teams. So basically, as, you, as the game tells, it's kind of like it goes through a draft where you pick players um, each round, but to fill up your team, since there's no one that actually has a team at the moment. So the reason I say that is, you have these cards, they, they give you a free card, or a free pack of cards to begin with. And I don't know about anyone else, but 
it looks like you don't really get any spectacular cards. The levels are bronze cards, silver cards, gold cards, and platinum cards. Um, me, I got all bronze cards. <laughs> I think maybe one silver, but actually no, I didn't even get the silver. I had all bronze cards. And with these cards, they dictate who your team is, uh, what playbook you're gonna, what playbooks you're gonna use for offense and defense. And the way it works out is, the more players you have on your, well, the more player cards you have that are on the same team, that boosts your team chemistry. Because it's, it's, yeah, it's overall rank is by team chemistry and by a power ranking. It's just like when you go through the pick a team and it says overall 94 or whatever. Yeah, that's how it works. So if you have if you happen to get a Randy Moss card and a Wes Welker card, your team chemistry will go up because they play together for real. So if you get the Patriots Stadium, their chemistry will go up because that's where that's the team they're from. So again if you get the Patriots offensive playbook and defensive playbook Again, it'll go up, but that also depends on everyone else on the team. So I, I don't know the exact science to it, but that's pretty much how it works. Where so I mean, I understand the concept of it, but then again, it's like okay, so basically, if you really want your team chemistry, hold on. I'm sorry, I forgot. Also, based on what college they went to, the team chemistry would go up. So. In essence, if you really want your team chemistry high, you're kind of going to go for getting players that are already on the same team together, which, if that's the case, you might as well just go and pick that team. <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily have to be like that, because, like I said, they can go to the same college together to build the chemistry. So, the point of this, I guess, to add longevity to the game gets derailed because the players have contracts, but it's not regular contracts where you let's say seven year contract. So if their contract says seven, it's not like seven years or anything like that. It's like seven games. And the most I've seen uh, someone come with is like nine. And the platinum cards usually have like three or four. So basically that means you can only play three or four games with them before you have to buy a contract extension card, which so far the best value uh, for as many points as you, or for as many coins as you get, because you get coins when you win a game. And most of the time you get around between 400 and 600 coins per game. So the best value for contract extensions, to me personally, is to get the one that costs 150 coins, which only adds two games to your platinum and gold cards. So in essence, as you play games and all your cards lose a, 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 a digit every time you play a game, pretty soon you're going to have to wind up buying like, like 10, 11, 12, uh, contract extension cards just so you don't lose that card because when their contract extension says one 
and you have one more game to play, right after you play that one game, if you don't already have a contract extension card to use on them, you lose them. You lose that card. So, it's, it's tedious because you're going, unless you're buying platinum packs and then selling those packs in the auction to get more coins, you're going to wind up losing these cards because there's no way for the amount of coins you get from this game that you're going to be able to keep your team together. And then, if you lose that card, since you're spending these coins on contract extensions, you're not going to be able to buy a new card to replace them. So, I think they could have worked that out better where at least every contract year is worth like three or four games instead of just one game because to me that breaks it. It, it, it makes you depend on buying packs. And when you buy a pack, a platinum pack device is two ninety nine. So if you spend three dollars on the pack, you'll get a platinum pack which has a lot of good cards and you can sell those cards in the auction for more coins. Or you can actually build up nine thousand coins, which I don't see how that's gonna work out when you have to continually spend your coins on these contract extensions. So I think it's broken like that because there's just no way to to get through it without actually spending real money on this game. So that's the worst part of it. And the other thing that just kind of makes it uh, just not last long for me is just playing the regular game of Madden. After you put your cards together and line up and everything and... I mean, like I said, I, I was under the impression that it was basically a Yu-Gi-Oh type of game, especially with the setup that you're looking at as you're doing all this. You start the game, and it's just Madden. You're just playing a regular game of Madden, except with your team that you have cards for. So, I think it would have been more refreshing if it actually was a Yu-Gi-Oh type of game where you use the card on a board or whatever, and it was so that they put more effort into it instead of just making a a new interface for a mode that they've had on Madden since the beginning. So take it for what you will, but if you want to give it a try, it's free. Like I said, it's Madden Ultimate Team. And if you want to, write in, let us know what you think about it. And if you do want to give your own review on it, you can give us a call to our voicemail which is 754-R-A-R-E-letter-U-MAD-M-A-D. And, or you can just uh, make an MP3 file or a WAV file and send us an email, angrymanontheside at gmail.com, and we'll let other people know what you think about it. You know, this, after all, this is just my opinion, uh, just my personal take on it and how I feel about it, but... Uh, there may be other people who really enjoy it and really find something unique about it that extends the lifespan of the game. But as for me, like I said, it only extends it for like a week and then the whole process becomes tedious. So, aside from that, I've been playing a little bit of Borderlands. Um, Borderlands is, is... 
Borderlands is a lot of fun. I'm surprised that that a lot of people don't know about this game. I mean, it was very successful, but at the same point, at different people I talked to about the game, they're like, nah, I didn't get it. And I'm like, wow, you're really missing out. You know, you really need to go ahead and, and uh, rent it at least so you can see what it's, what it's like and then you know, uh, make your opinion from there. But I always find something fun to go back to Borderlands about. Uh, I've been playing with Alan Sock, and actually I took a little break from it because, like I said, he's in the process of moving, so his internet isn't up yet. Uh, it should be up by, I think he said it would be there Wednesday, so it should be up by then, and, and we'll probably jump back on, and we can add us, and we can all jump on if we're on there. But, um, yeah, I've been taking a break from it a little bit because he didn't want me to get too far ahead of him. So, I think I only put maybe uh, three or four hours into Borderlands this last week. But next week, um, we do plan on beating it because uh, the new downloadable content for it that's available now in the PSN store, which I'll go over when I get to the news. So... Playing Borderlands and then Heavy Rain. Saved Heavy Rain for last because uh, Heavy Rain is an amazing game. Anyone out there, I think everyone out there should play it. Uh, I don't think everyone will enjoy it just because there's nothing in the world that everyone just enjoys. So I, I do think everyone should play it though just to have a chance to experience something they've never experienced with a video game before. Um, I, actually, over the, since I've been playing it, I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to review this game because the game is very emotionally driven. Uh, that, that That's the best way to put it. it it's, it's an emotional game and since that's the nature of the game, it's hard to to review it without spoiling it because I can't talk about what the game is mainly about. <laughs> um, there's so many different experiences that you'll have with this game where your heart will be racing. It, it, it's, it's, it's just a never-ending tense situation. And the only time... It's, it, it does start off kind of slow. Um, maybe the first hour or so is slow because it's kind of, basically it's a walkthrough. The, the, the beginning of the game is a walkthrough. It's having you do things to get you used to the controls, used to how everything works. And it's not optional like in the demo. Uh, everyone who played the demo, we could actually skip that part and just go straight to the two different scenes they had for the game, which is one with the private detective and one with the FBI agent. But you can't skip it here because it's actually part of the game. When you're playing, the beginning of the game is kind of like getting you involved with the family. It's, 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 it's kind of getting you, not necessarily attached, but it's just Get, letting you get to know the characters at this point 
and motor control. So it may start on kind of slow for some people, but if you stick with it and really pay attention instead of just trying to get through this part because you're hearing that, okay, this is just like a tutorial, so I really don't have to pay attention to do it and get it over with. Pay attention, get the controls down, and, and as you get through the game later on, especially if you put on the hardest difficulty, it'll pay off, and you'll be like, man, I'm, I'm glad I listened to I Come in Peace, <laughs> because the, the thing is, you need to get used to the controls, because everything is happening on the screen, and it's not in slow motion, at least not if you're playing on hard, I don't know about the other difficulties, but depending on hard, if things going on, it's more reaction-like, um, the quick-time events aren't, I, I wouldn't necessarily call them quick-time events, just because of how quick-time events have been in the past, and it's not like that at all. It's very different, very in-your-face and, and interactive, whereas your body sometimes moves with what you want to do on screen, because it's just, that would be your regular reaction. And like I said, you get caught up in this game. So, <laughs> this is the part I'm talking about where it's hard to talk about the game without spoiling anything. And to me, anyway, pretty much talking about any part of this game spoils it because then you're emotionally ready for it. Or you're expecting it, so your emotions aren't exactly the same since you know it's coming. But pay attention to at the beginning, and you'll, you'll have one of the greatest experiences that you can have on a console, at least today. I, I, I mean, it's not a perfect game. You know, there are things that can make better, but at the same time, the things that they've accomplished are just, in my opinion, so far beyond what we've been doing so far. Um, a lot of people think that we was revolutionary because, it, I mean, to me, I I give the week credit for what it does and and the audience that it, it's reached. But I've always called the Wii, <coughs> excuse me, just a a, a multi-purpose um, add-on. Or usually, when you would buy Duck Hunt, it would come with a gun, or you'll buy. Um, a driving game that'll come with a steering wheel, but when you get the Wii, there's no reason for a peripheral because the controller is a all-purpose peripheral. So that's what I've called it all the time. It's just an all-purpose per peripheral uh, console, and I'm not knocking it for that. Just to me, that's just what it is. It's not like oh, the Wii is crap. It's all it is is a, a machine with a controller that's all purpose for peripherals. No, I'm just saying that that's what it is, and that's what it does, and and it's with the Wii Motion Plus, um, I believe it does that well now. It doesn't do it as well as uh, the, the demo we saw from Sony for the motion controls that are coming up, because that's one-to-one, -one, but for what it does, it does it well enough for people to really sit down and enjoy it. So, um, that's revolutionary there, but in this sense, it's revolutionary because I was 
reacting in certain situations the same exact way at the same exact time that the character on screen was reacting. And to me, that is just so far beyond where we have been and since the beginning of games because when you're so involved into a game and you're so much into what's going on at that moment that your reaction is the same exact reaction as theirs at the same exact time i mean can you really think about that that's that that was creepy <laughs> like hold, hold up he just said what i said and man that that at that moment, that's when I knew that everybody needed to play this game. Just because of that. I mean, everyone's expressing that different. So I'm, it's not like I'm saying every time you play this game or when you first play this game, every time you react, it's going to be the same. Because no, everyone reacts different. But what was so unique about it is even though I'm sitting down in my chair playing this game that I know is on this TV in front of me, I'm so involved in what's going on at this moment that I had the same exact reaction as a character that's on the screen in this situation going through this ordeal. And I, I give Chronic Dream utmost respect for that and just all kinds of props because to pull something like that off is... That, that was their goal and to me they accomplished it again like I said it's not perfect but what is well it's not for me but you know everyone can't be our common peace <laughs> but um so, so that's what I've been playing um I want to go right from there into a couple of heavy rain stories or some news on heavy rain which is um Basically, kind of based on the sales, uh, Jack Tritton was making comments that uh, he expects it to be very high because the pre-orders were off the chart. And I know that I pre-ordered it, but I know as I was going to places, because I, I'm not gonna lie, yeah, I tried to get it early. I saw someone playing it early, so I was <laughs> looking around like, okay, which place has it out early? Because I want to play it now. I don't want to wait. So, Sunday and, and Monday, I was out there hunting, calling stores and everything. And almost every place I called said they don't have that they won't have any available, or I have to wait for them for um or that um I would have to come in early that morning. Or early in the morning after, I think because they only hold the pre-orders for that person for like the first day or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure if all games stops do that, but I know a couple of them told me that. They're like, I have to be there early the next morning after it's released or uh, two days later that next morning. And then I would get first dibs at it because basically every copy that they have is committed to someone. So... I'm I'm glad that this game so far seems like this is getting um the the sales results that it deserves because man 
Climate Gene deserves this. They, they put a lot of time and effort into this game and the experience that you get from it. And it, this, this is an experience you can't get anywhere else. And I'm not knocking Modern Warfare 2, but uh, Modern Warfare was only different in the sense that okay, it's modern now. And, and I'm, I'm not knocking them. They did a lot of good things. But it wasn't a whole new unique experience. It was like, oh, okay, they they handle multiplayer in a, a unique way, where they took something from somewhere else or from another genre and added it here, and now it's like, wow. Whereas with Heavy Rain, they didn't take this from anywhere. Um, if you, the only place you could say that they took something from is from Indigo Prophecy. They took some of their ideas that they utilized in Indigo Prophecy and just multiplied it by like a hundred and made it so much better. So I, I hope Jack Chipman's right about that. And also in this interview, I don't want to leave this out. You know, so a little God of War love because he said the Heavy Rain will do very big numbers and God of War will blot out the sun. So. <laughs> Uh, hey, got the, the demo for God of War was, was very entertaining, uh, very uh, gratuitous in its violence, so a lot of people enjoy that, and, you know, I do as well, and everyone knows my cousin, that's his thing, <laughs> violence is the key, <laughs> but um, yeah, um, if you haven't if you're going anywhere trying to pick up heavy rain and you can't, uh, my advice is to keep trying because you are missing out big time. I, I, for the experience alone, I, I can't see how anything could beat this for game of the year. Only because when I think of game of the year, I just think of overall. You know, a lot of people were ready to give Modern Warfare 2 game of the year based on sales last year and I, I don't think it's about sales so much i mean sales are important because a game can't sell like three copies and then get game of the year just because it's really good but only three people bought it but at the same time you know look how many copies of like little Hannah montana and stuff like that get sold it sells a lot but it's just nothing there really it's just for like little kids so it's not that deep to be like, okay, that's game of the year because it has sales. So I'm looking for something overall, uh, something that excels in across the board as well as big, big number sales. So from the experience alone, because like when people talk about console exclusivity, they'll be like, yeah, Heavy Rain, for example. Uh, you can't play Happy Man anywhere else. You can't get that experience without a PlayStation 3. You know, you can't get this experience any in any other game. You know, this is a a, a Happy Man experience. So so go out there. I hope you get your hands on it, cause you will be glad that you did, overjoyed. And I also want to uh, address the. DLC. That's supposed to, anyone who did successfully pre-order and pick it up. When I picked it up from GameStop, 
you were supposed to get a card for the DLC, which was going to be meant the taxidermist. So it was delayed until next week, uh, March 4th, I believe. Yes, March 4th. So anyone who picked up the GameStop got the card and decided that it wasn't working or it wasn't up yet, that's why it was delayed till uh, the 4th of March. So, you can only get this on the 4th of March if you pre-order it. Uh, it will cost $4.99, but the release date for everyone else who just bought the game is still TBA or still to be announced. So, I don't know if that's... I won't sit here and say it won't be in the store on Thursday for you to pick up, but that so far that's the way they're making it out to be where yeah if you didn't pre-order this game we don't know when you're going to be able to get it but if you pre-ordered it you can pick it up in the store on thursday that's just um that's just how, how they, they said it pretty much so heavy man go out get it uh i'll talk about the dlc next week and also give my review on it so that's it for that. And next news story I want to talk about is Bioshock 2. It's getting some DLC. Uh, supposed to increase your rank to level 50 with rank rewards. Um, new Two new playable characters. Uh, Louis McGrath and Oscar Caraca. 20 new trials. A third weapon upgrade for each weapon. And five additional masks. Um, personally, I have not played Bioshock 2. Um, so if you guys know more about the stuff than I do, they're playing it. Uh, the DLC will cost $4.99. And that should be available now, I believe. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. I think it's available March 4th also. So um, a lot of these items, or some of them, only available after you achieve a rank of 41 or higher. So that's a little heads up if you just not getting the game and you want to just get it so you can, I guess, start the game out with, with extra things. And in some of these cases, they won't work out that way because you have to be at least rank 41 for some of them. Not all of them. Some of them, they, don't, they really don't say which ones but if I'm going by the news story my guess would be the five additional masks and the 20 new trials because they have an asterisk when they talk about you have to be ranked 41 or higher and they also have asterisks by those two things so if we're going by asterisks that's what it would seem like it would be so that's it for the Bioshock news uh, THQ is saying at E3 this year, it's all about the graphics. Um, they're saying that they're going to achieve a, a new graphical step. So I'm anxious because after seeing Uncharted 2 and playing Heavy Rain, I'm I'm, I'm curious of, of how much further it can go. I mean, it doesn't seem like it can go that much further where you really see a big difference. I guess it really depends on what they're talking about when they refer to graphics. How they're just talking about 
the Zizzles or are they talking about the death of the Zizzles? You know, uh, whereas Heavy Rain and Uncharted 2, again, I said I haven't played Uncharted 2, so I can't really talk about the Zizzles there, but um, from what it seems like is the scale of Uncharted 2, the graphics are on point, and you can see pretty far. So the only thing that, if they weren't talking about just graphics in general, but the scale, you can see farther with more detail is the only thing I can think of. But if they are talking about just straight up graphics, I'm really curious because these games are, Heavy Rain in particular, uh, since I, I've been playing that, I can speak on it. It's, it's looking very, very close to real. And in some instances, you would, it's like, okay, did they take a still photo or something and, and just insert it or something like that because that's not a game right there. So I'm, I'm curious. Um, THQ really doesn't stand out to me personally as I, I can't really think of a game that they have where they push the boundaries. So I'm kind of cautious and in, into going or what I'm looking for in E3. It's not a knock on THQ. It's just I'm not saying their games look bad. I'm just saying I haven't seen a game from them where it's like, okay, this is pushing the boundaries, you know? So hopefully they can um, c come through at E3 and, and, and showcase something going to the next step because I'm anxious to see it because I, I, I really don't see how. But then again, every year almost, or every other year, that's that's been said about games since PlayStation. So <laughs> everyone says, "Wow, I really can't get next month better." And people say that about Madden on PlayStation One or Game Breaker, I, I believe it was. And yeah, yeah, Game Breaker. That's what. It, no, Game Day. Yeah, people said it about Game Day. And look at where we are now compared to Game Day on uh, PlayStation or PS One. So I'm I'm anxious to see it. You know, I'm 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 not skeptical, just cautious, not getting my hopes up. And also I don't wanna get my hopes up too high and then I have the image in my head I'm expecting and then they actually do come out with something that's really good, but it doesn't look that good because I was expecting more. So there's that, um they at the at E three they're gonna have a new Red Faction title and couple of motion control games for the Sony and, and Metal motion controllers. Um, going back on Borderlands, Borderlands downloadable content that came out Thursday for the Secret Army of General Knox. Um, supposed to be almost twice the size of the Zombie Island of Dr. Ned DLC. Um, a brand new class of ultra rare weapons, new vehicles, um, plus one that um, allows four players to drive. Um, and all four players can, will have a way to inflict damage. Uh, an extension of the storyline, of course, uh, almost 30 new types of enemies, 
and our level cap increased to 61 and more difficult and smarter uh, villains so I'm definitely looking forward to that uh, I think I'm level what level am I? I think I'm 20, level 29 right now so I will probably well, depending on how much Alan Sack and I play over this next week or so that's I'll be picking it up then and probably not next week, but the week after that, I should be able to, to talk about it, give everyone our thoughts on the Secret Army of General Knox. Uh, that will be nine ninety nine. So, whoever's got Borderlands and you've been itching to get back into it, that's a great reason to right there. Twice the size, well, almost twice the size that the last one, which was pretty sizable, so... Go ahead and enjoy. Um, Warner Brothers recently bought, well, they didn't buy Rocksteady. They bought a controlling share of Rocksteady. And in a way, this kind of makes me more comfortable about Arkham Asylum 2. Um, Warner Brothers isn't or they aren't the type that just let anything go, you know. I'm hoping they don't butt in a lot. Or actually, I don't want them butting at all, you know. The first game was great. And the only reason that I was worried a little bit about the second game is just it just seemed too soon. But hopefully uh, one of brothers will be able to keep it in check if it's not up to the same standard. Or actually, it, it has to be better than the previous one. Otherwise, I'm just playing the same game, but part two. So, under with one of brothers having control and share of Rocksteady, I think that it kind of guarantees that Arkham Asylum 2 is, is going to be on point. So, I'm really looking forward to what they do with that because it also gives um, Arkham Asylum a, a lot of different directions it can go. I, it's good for the future of Batman. Um, now they have more to play with or different ideas that they can do over the next few titles as long as they keep the atmosphere together. Um, it was very controlled in Arkham Asylum, which was big. It didn't seem too controlled because it was a huge area. But it was huge and confined. Whereas the city, which was one of the biggest worries about it actually going bigger, a city is huge, it's ginormous, but it's not confined. But they have to find a way to confine you to the city. <laughs> so, I, I don't know where it's going to go or, or how it's going to work out. But Warner Brothers having controlling share um, makes me look forward to the next few games. Or the next few Batman games. Or even if they go in different directions uh, with the other DC characters. And it's not necessarily Batman. So, 
looking forward to that. Uh, go on about us. I'm a Marvel fan, first and foremost, but Batman and, and DC has its place as well. And so, uh, that's pretty much going to conclude the show. Um, wow, almost 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, I sincerely hope that this is the only time that I have to do this, but I, I really want us to stay on schedule. And even though things come up, I, I know people look forward to the show, and I just want to make sure that they can always look for it to be there when we say it's going to be there. So, one more thing I want to address is I talked about an email that we, we received about how we haven't been giving our food reviews lately, and I didn't say who it was from, and I'm like, why didn't I say it? Because I know I would know that, but the reason I didn't say it was because I didn't mean bring it up. It just happened to pop up in, in the conversation, but the reason I didn't say it is because there was no man, and I'm pretty sure that people don't want us just putting their email address out there, so uh, whenever you send us an email, don't forget to include your name or a quote-unquote name that we can use to verify you so we can give you your official props. So whenever you send an email in, you know, make sure you leave that name and talk about you on the show, give you a little shout-out. Let you know we appreciate you. So everybody go get heavy rain. Uh, <laughs> now just, I mean, hey, it, it's a lot of games out right now. It's a lot of games coming out. And I really feel this is a game that you need to, to get and, and really put some time aside to enjoy because you will enjoy it. That's a fact. Um, even if it's not your type of game, you're going to enjoy the experience. So, I hope you guys out there enjoyed the show. Again, you can email us at angrymanontheside at gmail.com or you can give us a call at 754-R-A-R-E-U, the letter U, MAD, M-A-D, or 754-273-8673. And we will see you next week, and we'll have a, a, a pop-in show with Alan Sackler-Turner, and uh, we out. Well, I guess I'm out. <laughs>